Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today, today we have a new fast hot hatch to talk about. I know, one of my favorite car types. And it's one of my favorite of all the minis. I am, of course, talking about the 2020 John Cooper Works GP, or mini John Cooper Works GP. Anyway, though, let's get into this new, it's not, I'm not sure it's called a mega hatch, or whatever the new, whatever the new class above hot hatch is, but it's, it's looking pretty feisty. Mini has introduced the John Cooper Works JCW GP Special Edition at the 2019 Los Angeles Auto Show. Wait, what, last year? last year and it just came out this year oh even though it was late okay fine sure it's the brand's fastest street legal car ever and the most powerful in the subcompact hatchback class packing a 301 horsepower and 332 pound-feet of torque a two liter twin power turbo four by the way that's also 490 newton meters of torque or 225 kilowatts of power it has the ability to make your neck stiff in a fraction of a second. 0 to 60 is dealt with in 5.2 seconds, and the ungoverned top speed is 165 miles per hour. Power is sent to the front wheels via an 8-speed Steptronic transmission with integrated differential lock. Peel away the bad the bad the bad boy body kit, and you'll see a lot you'll see lots of similarities to the regular Cooper SJCW. Nonetheless, the added parts contribute to the theatrical presence of the car and include CFRP fender flares that extend the front and rear bumpers, as well as a huge roof-mounted wing. By the way, CFRP, I think it's some kind of carbon fiber plastic combination. But anyway, at the rear, there is a huge roof-mounted wing, restyled diffusers that incorporates the central-mounted exhaust pipes, GP badging on the grill and tailgate, red accents, and 18-inch alloy wheel shot in two... Ooh, 225-35 hand-cooked tires. That's that's really small, actually. I was expecting... Oh, those tires are really thin. I was expecting... Well, my expectations were unreasonable, but at the minimum, at least 245s. That's kind of small. Moreover, the 2020 number applied to the front wheel arch panel is individual to each car, as it symbolizes the production number and was applied using a newly developed paint transfer process. The, J the JCW GP is strictly a two-seater, as Mini has dropped the back seat to make room for the roll cage. At the front, it has bucket seats with contrast stitching and GP badge underneath the integrated headrest, red seatbelts, and other custom JPXXXX logo incorporated into the dashboard on the passenger side. I think that's for the VIN number, maybe the production number. And, and 12 o'clock marked on the meaty steering wheel. Basically, it has one of those thin stripes at 12 o'clock on the steering wheel. Things that Porsches and Viper, well, Viper ACRs have. With 3D printed paddle shifters. More GP logos are found throughout the interior, and the gear selector boasts double red stripes. The equipment list is generous and includes an infotainment system. Why is that? Do you mean a better infotainment system or just an infotainment system? That It better be a better one and not the fact that you have to... And not the fact that an infotainment system at all is an option. That will be very poor. Moving on, though. It includes an infotainment system, digital instrument dials, and dual-zone climate control alongside the usual fancy lighting and trim. Pr production is limited to 3,000 units worldwide, and all of them will be put together at the company's plant in Oxford, UK. The first examples will be delivered in March of 2020. Well, oh wait, yeah, that would be now. Or no, that would be, it's already happened. Whereas this side of the Atlantic, you should expect to take delivery next summer. 
Pricing starts at $45,750, including destination, or just $50 short of the BMW M240i Coupe, which gets a 335 horsepower 3-liter inline-six. Well, you pay your money. That's that's kind of hard. I like that the, that the JCW GP is certainly more aggressive looking than the BMW, but then obviously the BMW is rear-wheel drive, so that's a, that's a bit of a hard choice to make. Next, and this really was unintended, that article was so short and the information is so sparse that aren't, well, information that's not on video is so sparse, we're actually just going to read this little mini-interview because I don't want this podcast to be ridiculously short. The new Mini Cooper, John Cooper Works GP, conjures up interesting comparisons. Within a few minutes of driving it on some of my favorite Northwest Connecticut country roads, my mind went to Mercedes-AMG GTRs and Porsche 911 GT3 RSs. This Mini is stiff. It goes down the road in a similar manner to the GTR and GT3 RS. You feel every single bump and imperfection, and sometimes it seems like the car is about to take off, but it never does. The GP deals with all of it never losing grip and building speed in a way that's genuinely surprising. This isn't your typical sort of hot hatch. It makes the Honda Civic Type R feel like a luxury car. Mini doesn't take half measures with the JCW GP. 301 horsepower from a BMW-sourced 2.0-liter turbo 4 is sent to the front wheels via an 8-speed automatic gearbox and a locking differ- differential. There's all, there's all sorts of hardware increasing stiffness, including a red-painted aluminum brace that replaces the back seats, new engine mounts, and some solid mountings for the rear wishbones. The JP sits 0.4 inches lower than the regular Mini JCW and comes from the factory with more negative camber. Front brakes are comically big with 14-inch discs clamped down by four piston calipers. They sit behind 18-inch forged wheels, Wrapped with 235-35 Hankook rubber. Okay, that's a little bit better. Although I imagine that's a bit of a typo. That increase in tire and track width necessitated wider fenders. But rather than go for traditionally body-integrated flares, many developed these wild carbon fiber reinforced plastic... See, that was right. CFRP pieces. They look more like Formula 1 barge boards than anything that belongs on a road car. And they're perhaps the most distinctive feature of the JP... Sorry, of the GP... Ducks on the back of the fenders help vent pressure in the arches and reduce tire temperature. Then, there's the <laughs> massive wing. It stands tall and proud on the roof, and when you open the hatch, there's an adorable, cu- adorable cutout for the antenna. Some modern minis, some modern mini twee carries on inside. The seatbelt warning chime is cutesy, as is the light ring around the infotainment system which changes color whenever something happens inside. But this is not a cutesy car. The Mini G- J, the Mini GP is more hardcore and more focused than any hot hatch on sale in the U.S. today. It might be the most aggressive car for the price, like an edgy preteen throwing a tantrum. On a back road, the GP flies. Turbo lag is present with this four-cylinder, and it runs out of steam beyond 5,000 RPM. But the engine feels absurdly strong when it's on song. The GP is one of those cars that's constantly traveling at least 10 miles per hour faster than you think, leaning on mid-range torque delivered without drama to build impressive speed. Arguably the most controversial part of the 2021 JCW GP is its gearbox. Mini doesn't offer this car with a manual, a travesty. Instead, you get an Asian 8-speed automatic with 3D printed metal shift paddles attached to the steering wheel. On one hand, it feels like this car should at least offer a manual for ultimate hot hatch purity. On the other, the automatic the automatic is thoroughly excellent. That's 
different from what I've heard, but okay. The automatic is thoroughly excellent, and perhaps suits the track car vibe of the GP better. The gearbox is never underfoot regardless of whether you use the lovely paddles or leave it in automatic. As is typical for BMW Group products, there's a sport mode for the transmission, though the Mini contrasts itself with modern M cars with its lack of configurability. The only drive mode is GP mode, which relaxes the stability control and you can also turn DSC off completely. There's no suspension settings, changeable throttle maps, changeable throttle maps steering weight adjustments, or anything of the sort. It's refreshingly simple and pure, which is a weird thing to say about an automatic transmission car. This car is actually somewhat antithetical to the original hot hatch ideals. A hot hatch is a practical, everyday car that gives the driver more engagement than your standard basic transportation. The Mini GP isn't actually a great daily driver. It's noisy and harsh, and with a base price of $45,570, it's also quite expensive. The nearly $10,000 cheaper Civic Type R is far more usable and pretty much as engaging on a back road. But get the Mini on the right road at the right time, or better yet, a track, and it makes sense. This is a car for when you want to raise your heart rate, not for taking in the scenery. It's uncompromising and beguiling in equal measure. Driving back to Brooklyn at night, I hated it. But on back roads 90 minutes north, it was righteous. The Mini Cooper JCW GP is a tricky car to define and hard to rationalize against your Civic Type R's, Veloster N's, and Golf R's. You have to drive the GP to get it, even though you might not ever determine what it is. It's not for everyone, which is why it's so special. That article was written on Car and Driver by Chris Perkins. Oh, actually, I just remembered, I forgot to talk about the looks. Okay, so obviously, what do I think? Well, I've always quite liked the modern mini styling. I thought it to me, it's kind of a, they sort of go back to the past, only vaguely, and it's a nice vague modernization of the original Austin Mini, so I quite liked it from that perspective. I like the intake even though it's fake, and on the GP front, I actually really, really, really like it, especially with the CFRP fender flares, because it's, this is the craziest looking hot hatch I've seen in a long time. Really, this is the craziest looking hot hatch I have seen in a very long time, and to be honest, I quite like it. If, okay, they're saying that a hot hatch should be a hot hatch should be practical and easy to use every day, but still more engaging than a normal hot hatch. And that's a premise that I sort of agree with, but I also think that a hot hatch should be pretty naughty. It should be immature and childish, you know, something that a 16-year-old who can hardly afford a car would run about in because it's about the craziest thing that they can afford. I personally believe that that's what a hot hatch should be, and to me, the, G the GP, although considering how, how, considering how expensive it is, no teen, unless they're a TikTok and YouTube star would be able to afford it. But I love the look of it. It's, it's perfectly immature in the way that a hot hat should be. It's a naughty tiny little Boston Terrier that will chomp at the that will chomp at the bits of an AMG GTR or a 911 GT3 RS on a normal British back road. I love it for that. So, I don't even hate the wing. I love the wing. It's a massive tr dual wing, not dual element like the ACR, but it's kind of split down the middle, so it's not quite a it's not a traditional wing, but seriously, I really do like it. I really, really like it. That's, it's one of the most immature, audacious, bold-looking hot hatches that I've seen in a very, very long time, and it's brilliant for that. It sticks out in your face. It, it knows what it's about. It's a track day hot hatch, and it makes no, 
it doesn't apologize for it. And I think that's brilliant. I can see, again, I can see the case for their, for you wanting a normal hot hatch that's, or a normal hatchback that's still a bit, that's still a good deal friskier. Volkswagen GT, Golf GTIs, your Veloster ends the lot. But many, doesn't many still make the JCW? So why not just get that? So for those who want a more aggressive package, well, there's the GP. The GP is quite literally an ACR RS version of a normal JCW, and I think that's brilliant. I love it. So I like the red accents. I like the typical weird purplish gray looking paint that's been characteristic of multiple JCWs and multiple JCW GPs over the years. I love the I love the CFRP fenders because that's just it's so different. It's very very unique. It makes the car it's it's hard to say. It's almost like shoulder pads, I guess. Like those 80 shoulder pads, especially on the women's suits. It's like that, but it actually works. It actually works. It's and as that article said, it looks like something that you would see in Formula 1 and that has no right being on a road car. Yet here it is, and it's brilliant. I like the I like the enlarged lower front opening. I'm not... In some cases, it looks like red lipstick, and I'm not quite a fan of that. And I really wish that the intake on the hood was actually functional, because it should be, especially on a car like this. But overall, I think this is my new favorite Mini. It's the craziest looking Mini I have seen in a very long time, and it's brilliant for that. That is what I'd like to see. If I, if I were to get even a classic Mini or a modern Mini, that's what I would do to it. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what I would do to it, because it's just insane, it's immature, it's very look at me. But in a sense, in my mind, that's kind of what a hot hat should be. I think it's brilliant. I think it looks fantastic. And to be fair, I'm a track rat, though, so I love all the race-inspired arrow that's been added to it, so I'm a bit biased. But yes, I love it. Genuinely fantastic. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Sorry, like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell, then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then just put it up wherever you get your podcast before you set off. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.